get on the grid. I got great news, guys. Oh! It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Everybody, I'm Cam Stewart with your sports grid. Get on the grid, everybody. Bad news for the New York Yankees. Designated hitter Edwin Encarnacion exited today's game one against the Tigers with a left oblique strain. He did hit a home run prior. He's on his way back to New York City for further testing. Game two is going to go in a couple minutes, but some good news. Yankees ace Luis Severino will make his season debut Tuesday versus the Angels. The two-time All-Star is yet to pitch this year due to a shoulder injury and a lat strain. Let's get to the live action, fellas. As my boy Yang says, we got the Yankees winning 10-4 in Detroit in game one. And Carnacion homer 34 before he left the game. Voight number 20 for the winning Yankees. The Mets, they did it again. Meet the Mets. They hammered the D-backs. 11-1 the final. Stroman the win. Young takes lost Mets. Five dingers in the victory. Milwaukee beating Mil- Miami 3-2. Peralta the win. Smith the loss. Hader save number 31. Game's on the go. Casey leading the White Sox 5-3 top nine. St. Louis is up on Colorado 6-3 in the top of the fifth. The Cubs over San Diego 3-0. They're in the bottom of the fourth. And Pittsburgh, they lead San Fran 2-0 in the bottom of the fourth. NBA news, the Pistons taking Joe Johnson to a one-year partially guaranteed deal. A nightmare situation for the New York Jets. It's gotten worse. Uh, quarterback Sam Darnold will miss Monday night's game versus the Browns after being diagnosed with mono. Head coach Adam Gase announcing today. Gase said the young quarterback could miss multiple weeks. And now former Bronco Trevor Simeon is going to start in his absence. Darnold was sent home Wednesday from practice that was initially believed to be strep throat. However, the condition deteriorated quickly to protect his teammate. Now Darnold has to be uh, quarantined in his apartment until he's cleared by the Jets medical staff. The Jets also uh, plan to promote quarterback Luke Falk to the, from the practice squad to serve as Simeon's backup. And uh, also more problems here. All-star running back Le'Veon Bell, he is dealing with a sore shoulder. He's going to undergo an MRI and sit out of today's practice. Jacksonville Jags quarterback Nick Foles, he's targeting a week 11 return from a broken collarbone he suffered in the opener versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Recovery time for this injury, 10 to 12 weeks. Depending on how the bone heals, Garter Minshew, he'll get the start for the Jags this week against Houston. Josh Dobbs will back him up. Washington Redskins running back Darius Geis out indefinitely after undergoing knee surgery today. Geis met with Dr. James Andrews. Who else to get a second opinion on his torn meniscus? The running back will face uh, six to eight weeks recovery time if choosing to go under the knife. Uh, The injury to the right knee, remember, the back missed all of last year after suffering torn ACL in the left knee. Redskins coach Jay Gruden says AP Adrian Peterson going to get the start versus the Dallas Cowboys on Sunday. Troy Polamalu and Reggie Wayne among the first-time modern era nominees for the NFL Hall of Fame. The Minnesota Vikings have placed receiver Josh Doxson on the IR with a leg injury. Finally, week two NFL action is here. We've been waiting all week. It kicks off the Thursday night of tonight. Tampa Bay at Carolina. Both teams losing in their opener. Kickoff 8-20. Carolina minus 6.5. Total 49. Moneyline Panthers. Minus 290, bucks plus 230. First quarter line, Carolina minus a half point, total nine and a half. And in the first half, Carolina is minus three and a half over under set at 24. NHL news, the Winnipeg Jets of Inc. defenseman Josh Morrissey to an eight-year, $50 million contract extension today. Big move for them. His new deal will carry an average salary of $6.25 million. The 24-year-old recorded career highs with 31 points in 59 games in his third full year with the Winnipeg Jets. The San Jose Sharks have named Logan Couture as their 10th captain in franchise history. Another upset at the FIBA World Cup of Basketball. Me and Gabe told you about this one yesterday. Serbia taking out Team USA, 94-89. 
Uh, the Team USA can now finish no higher than seventh place in the tournament. It's the lowest placing in a major tournament since NBA players could participate in 1992. On the links, PGA Tour round one of the Greenbrier from West Virginia. Robbie Shelton going low. He leads right now at minus eight in the clubhouse. European Tour, KLM Open in Amsterdam. Caleb Schickwin, he leads at minus six. A host of others just one shot off the pace. Uh, game two of the Yankees. Tiger should be ready to go in a couple minutes right now. Yankees minus 300, 10 and a half. Sabathian, Turnbull, 705. Boston Lane, 40 at Toronto. 10 and a half. Chassin and Buckholtz, 715. Dodgers minus 220 at Baltimore. 10, Hill versus Bundy. Atlanta Lane, a quarter at Philly. Tehran versus Smiley, over under 10. 740 action. Washington minus 130 at Mini. Corbin versus Gibson Guitars. 805. Tampa Lane, 60 at Texas. McKay versus Allard, total 10. 810. Oakland at Houston. Astros minus 260. Bailey and Verlander, total 9 and 10. 10. Cincinnati laying 15 cents at Seattle. Male versus Dunn. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morentios, hour one of Red Heat and Rage Radio, live from the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. We'll have our boy Whale Capper on and have a lot of fun. So stick around, everybody. Hour one of Red Heat and Rage Radio on Sports Grid coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. All right, let's roll. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage has begun. I'm Renzi. FanDuel Sportsbook Meadowlands on this Thursday evening. Countdown is on. The second Thursday night uh, football game of the year. We'll break down all the trends. We have some of the best cappers in the game. Uh, joining us on the program uh, this afternoon as um, Whale Capper joins us uh, from Los Angeles, or I believe uh, to be uh, specific, the beach, Long Beach, steps up and in. Meanwhile, uh, Paul Bovey, I don't know. You never know with Paul. He might be in Miami. He might be in Las Vegas. He might be in Malibu. He might be in Singapore. He's a high-rolling uh, jet setter. But I believe our guests are both located in Los Angeles, California uh, today on the program. Meanwhile, Cam Stewart's in Toronto, the Raging Redhead. What's up, Cam? Uh, yeah, Gabe. Uh, it's actually, I wanted to get your take on this. I know you're at the horse book right now. Uh, I just want to know what happened at Belmont the last race. Uh, I had a horse at 8-1. to one. The four horse was winning, and he took a horrible tumble right before the wire jockey down did some tumble rolls the horse it was a real scary situation so i don't know what happened but my boy junior alvarado i hope he's uh, okay he's probably in the hospital right now but uh, yeah just uh, crazy stuff too i have him at eight to one to win across the board probably would have won about 300 bucks right before the wire gabe horse collapses he falls off can't make this stuff up well hopefully it's not a sign of things to come uh, today although uh, cam <laughs> I don't know what uh, happened. I just uh, sat down at my post. Um, yes. But um, what I can tell you I did do, I've done this before, and it's not as tragic as the last time I did this because I actually had to go back and come back. But I left my winning tickets at home. Yes. And I did not bring any bank card. So... I got here, and I reach in my pocket. I'm like, let me cash these tickets right now and put my bets in. And I'm like, oh, dear God. I left them on the uh, the kitchen counter. Uh-oh. Um, so, I, knock, you know, knock. suddenly, uh, suddenly we're, we're on a budget. We're on a budget here tonight. Mr. Green? 
Get the codes. Let's get um, it. Yeah, we're working. We're working on some. We're working on some online options as we speak. And um, fortunately, uh, Mike Cardano uh, was in the house, and uh, oh, nice. I explained my situation. And Gosh. I told him I can't sit here until midnight and not uh, you know get any action in on this game. Um, so we got a little bit of a problem. Um, so I've got uh, I've got some ammo uh, to play with uh, tonight, but I better get it right, Cam. I better get it right. Get and right. Uh, Whale Capper's a good guy to help us uh, get it right, as is Paul Povey. So we'll break down the uh, the Thursday nighter. You know, it's too bad too. I was thinking about eating in a restaurant uh, tonight, getting some chicken quesadillas, but it looks like Ooh. it's grilled cheese and fries tonight. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. All right, game time decisions, Red Heat and Rage. I'm Renzi, FanDuel Sportsbook, Meadowlands in New Jersey. The Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart in the sixth. Countdown is on uh, Thursday night uh, football. And I just heard a promo uh, for the Way to Talk uh, program that airs yeah. daily uh, here at uh, 3 o'clock. And I heard Teddy Covers say the wise guys yeah. are clearly <laughs> on the Detroit Lions, which makes me wonder just how wise... Uh, they actually are as um, wise betting on Detroit Lions has never been mentioned in the same sentence. Like, <laughs> in fact, actually, Matthew Stafford is actually one of the worst quarterbacks. He's in the bottom five of active quarterbacks as far as his ATS record is concerned. Yeah. Let's bring in the whale. Capper himself, Whale Capper, always a pleasure. How you doing? Hey, fantastic. Happy Football Thursday to you guys. Normally I have a clever intro for you, but I choked. Yeah. I'm like, uh, I, I don't have anything. Let's just uh, so, so. Me too. I got it. This wise guy is not on the Lions. I am not wise on the Lions. I don't know what the position people are taking on the Lions. I, I don't get it. Uh, I understand that uh, the Chargers are dealing with lots of injuries. I get it that they're flying across the country and playing early. Um, but this Lions team, uh, there's nothing to be inspiring about the way they performed in week one. Uh, that was an embarrassment that they came away with a tie there. They should have put that game away. This defense is, uh, can be scored upon. And honestly, uh, you know, the Chargers shook off a little rust. You're going to see a much sharper performance out of this crew. I mean, if if uh, if it's only Keenan Allen and and uh, and, and Austin Eckler out there, uh, you know, as far as the offensive uh, weapons go, then maybe it'll be a contest. But uh, I'm I'm surprised that that's a sharp position. I'm going to monitor. Uh, I'm going to monitor obviously the injury situations uh, for the Chargers, but. 
I've always felt uh, this way about uh, football, and I think betting as a whole, actually. And this goes back, like, you know, to, to when I was young. My first initial gut instinct, take away all the over-analysis and trends and analytics and everything, but that old-school, first time you look at the numbers on Sunday night after, you know, the games are done, you're like, all right, time to move forward. You know, what, what's, uh, what, what are the numbers for next week? And normally, my gut instinct is right, that first, and it doesn't always jump off the, the screen. Sometimes it does, sometimes it doesn't. But when it does, I'm usually right. And secondly, same thing with MMA. My initial, when I hear, like, when a fight is announced, like, months before, I'm like, oh, he'll beat him. Boom. Whenever I change my mind, overanalyze, overthink things, I'll lose. And it's one of these instances, guys, with this Charger-Lion game. And it's really disappointing that there's so many freaking injuries right now uh, with the Chargers. Because the first thing I saw out of all the games, I was like, are you kidding me? I got the Chargers, like, at minus two against Matt Patricia. Matt Patricia couldn't beat Robert Morris or James Madison. All right, this guy couldn't uh, coach his way out of a 7-Eleven. So, and, you know, I, I'm looking at this game, but it's it's like the propaganda kicks in all week. Oh, the Lions this, the Lions that, the wise guys on this, trends that. Nobody, nobody is on the, the Chargers uh, suddenly. And just quickly, a quick antidote, and I'll throw it to you, uh, Capper and Cam, is that Cain Velasquez, all right, real killer, man, former UFC yeah. heavyweight champion, all right? Cain Velasquez uh, was fighting Brock Lesnar, a monster. And Phil Baroni, longtime uh, MMA vet, trains in the same gym as Cain Velasquez. So he tells our boy Joey Odessa, Cain Velasquez is going to murder him. He's like, I've seen this guy training every day for the last three months, and like he, you know, he could take like basically, you know, six men down at once, and he's unstoppable. The UFC countdown show came on TV. All right, the show that's supposed to make it seem as close as possible. They showed Brock Lesnar like punching holes through walls, Cam, like pulling tractors, <laughs> and <laughs> Phil Baroni called Joey back and goes, I don't know, man, Brock's looking pretty good. Brock's looking pretty good. Like, he, like it's amazing how the outside influence, we don't realize it, and I don't want to get too deep into the psyche here, but we really can get influenced and start to doubt our own opinions in life and in handicapping, can't we, Will Capper, by outside noise? You definitely can, and honestly, the, the best strategy for this, I think you're you're kind of leading us down this road here. You got to kind of trust your process. You got to trust your read on these things. You got to, you know, honestly, you kind of need to keep your head down, make your own decisions, uh, you know, get your bets fired, and then after the fact, if you want to, then take in all that information and then use that as a means to evaluate whether you made a good bet or a bad bet. That's fine. You know, it it shouldn't necessarily be as as uh, you know square away as you know, uh, uh, now you know. I'm going to wait. I'm going to gather as I'm going to get as many opinions as possible. I'm going to weigh them all. I'm going to be swayed. You know, it shouldn't. That shouldn't necessarily be the way you're going about doing this. You should literally be just, you know, kind of doing your handicap yourself with your tools, with your process, uh, and then you know, you know, then outside of that, whatever opinions you get, you should kind of evaluate those on the back end. Uh, in my opinion, well, Capper. Um, all right, so let's get into tonight's game, and then we'll jump into some games. And uh, 
We'll let Cam uh, throw a couple of games at you. You know, interesting here. Speaking of trends, guys, and I don't know what you guys make of this. I'll throw it to you, actually, Cam. This is intriguing. Um, The last four years, week two, Thursday night football, the underdog has won outright. The underdog is 4-0 straight up and against the spread three times on the road. All right, so you figure, and I know, Cam, you're not big on the – Oh, the L.A. Dodgers are, you know, 13-2 and two on Tuesdays. But think about it. The first Thursday night game is always the Super Bowl champion, usually. So that's why the week two variable comes into play. And I don't know what to make of this. Will Cabot, sounds like you want to jump in here. Is this just a freak? Is the, would there be a reason for this? But either way, the underdog is 4-0 and straight up. Uh, and against the spread, the last four week two Thursday night games, and this is the first Thursday night. Wow. Um, this was the first year that the Super Bowl champs didn't play in the first game. So I sort of thought of that anomaly to this, but I don't know. Is this just random, or is there something to make of this? Well, first of all, uh, t- the Dodgers are uh, thirteen and two on Tuesdays. I'm going to write that down uh, for uh, next Tuesday. <laughs> now, the um, in, no, in seriousness, <laughs> I don't know that there's. I don't know that there's a ton of logic uh, to support that, but uh, I will say that there is a pretty strong kind of general public, um, you know, volume move on Thursday night games in favor of the home teams as we go through the season, um, you know, and, and, you know, yep, yep. It, it becomes kind of like a, like a no doubter, right? Like as we get deeper into the season, the home teams have a huge advantage, uh, because they are just, you know, they're they're more rested, they're more in their in their groove, uh, and the road team on Thursday is, you know, dealing with the limitations of having just played, um, and so it's 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 pretty obvious that uh, you know, kind of the the, the the situational folks are you know are looking for home teams to back uh, on Thursday, and I think that actually kind of plays into what happened here because you know you looked at the I was looking at the look ahead lines last week. Uh, and we were expecting to see Carolina minus four and a half here. And they opened it up Carolina minus six, got bet up to six and a half pretty quick. Now it's up to seven. Um, but that's a lot of movement in the direction of the home favorite here that I don't know is very well supported by what we saw on the field last week. I didn't see much out of Cam Newton that supports he's going to be able to pick apart this, you know, the weaknesses of this Tampa Bay defense. In fact, the Tampa Bay defense against the Niners, I thought, did they outperformed their expectation yep. a little bit. I thought they looked a little bit sharper, a little bit more feisty uh, than we were they expecting getting into this season. They, uh, we'll uh, yeah, they played they great. And, you know, it's, it's, uh, this should be a tough they matchup win. for this uh, Panthers team. Me and Gabe talked about it. If Griffin's in instead of Winston, they win that game. They got good. They, they pinned San Francisco inside their own 20 on almost every single drive. All San Francisco's points were off Winston's mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. Two pick sixes. Brutal. Um, I have a theory as well when we come back on the other side. Then we'll jump up into some props. Uh, we'll get some picks from uh, Whale Capper. And uh, one thing is, I think the favorites are overvalued early in the season. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. 
Uh, new Yankee game just started. I don't know. It's just like one yeah. big home run fest. So I just look up and Aaron Judge just hit a home run. Almost Edwin looks like hurt. batting practice is there's literally about 600 people. What, in game one? <laughs> you know, uh, Edwin Encarnacion yeah, pulled Thursday, something. You know? He hit a home run, Gabe, and then uh, he got, he's got an oblique problem. So he had to fly back to New York. So it was a nice win for the Yankees. But uh, he's been on fire. You don't want him hurt. Hopefully it's uh, something minor. No. All right, so Whale Capper uh, with us. We'll keep her on this. All ready to another Yankees uh, right now. And Major League Baseball continues to break home run uh, records. And in case you're wondering, Whale Capper, you're not crazy. There is a little bit of a delay um, that uh, will be addressed. The next time you speak to us, uh, the delay uh, will be gone. So just imagine, like, I'm Wolf Blitzer, and you're watching CNN. And when I finish yeah. talking, we all just sort of wait a second, and uh, we move on. But... Um, one thing I was going to say, guys, about about Thursday night, uh, dogs in week two. So week one, it's always the Super Bowl champ that plays. So you almost throw that out because we know the Super Bowl champ always freaking covers now, including the Patriots, um, in week one this year. But that was Sunday night instead of Thursday night. Uh, but Monday night football, all right? This goes back 50 freaking years, man, all right? Since the history of Monday night football, underdogs are now 37-15-2. and two. Against the spread in week one. What happened this year? Both dogs covered. Uh, Houston Texans covered. Oakland Raiders covered. It was 35 and 15 and 2 coming into this year. Another couple of underdogs won. And, uh, you know, they at least covered, covered the point spread. One of them won outright. My point is the odds makers are sort of stuck on last year. As smart as they are and as good as the computers are, they only have one game of data, guys. They really are sort of feeding numbers in from last year, and Drew Dinkmeyer admitted it when he was talking about his algorithm, although he managed to win $100,000 uh, last week. But that's why I think this number, and a good point by you, uh, Whale Capper, that the public uh, jumps in on these Thursday night games. They bet the favorite on reputation and you know the home, the home team, uh, so to speak. So getting into tonight's game, it's tough to trust Jameis Winston, uh, but at plus seven in a division game, five in the last six times these two teams have played, it's gone under the number. Um, usually very close games when they play in Carolina as well in Charlotte. So early in the season, I'm not so sure that uh, Carolina should be seven-point favorites like this, Will Capper. Yeah, strong agree, strong agree with you here. And I, I would say that there's clearly value on the Bucks. Uh, and there's clearly value on the under the way I handicap this game. Um, and not just because of the kind of the historical kind of observations as you go back through time and you look at uh, these two teams playing each other. I think you see um, you know, two teams that uh, are going to be leaning pretty heavily on the run game in the situation. We saw, we saw what happened when you gave uh, Jameis Winston a little bit of, uh, you know, you, you kind of, you know, you kind of give him a little bit of latitude. You let him make some plays. He throws, uh, throws you out of the game with his interceptions and his mistakes. It's a, you have to uh, kind of rein him in, I think in this game, especially on a short week, I doubt you're giving him the full playbook. Uh, and I think, um, I think the, on the other side of the ball that Cam Newton um, you know, with the full complement of rest, I would have questions about how he, you know, his ability to throw the ball down the field. We didn't see him target uh, one receiver more than 15 yards down the field. When he was throwing it into that 10 to 15 yard window, he was using all 
you know, all upper body torso. It wasn't any of his, his beleaguered shoulder. Uh, his yeah, mechanics didn't it. look good. His throwing motion yep. didn't look clean. It was, yeah, exact pushing it. You, you nailed it. Uh, and, you know, I would expect that uh, you see a pretty, you know, you see a pretty conservative game plan here from both offensive coordinators and a little bit of a chess match game decided in the final moments. And uh, that, uh, that opens it, you know, that opens things up wide open for uh, bucks to get a cover when you're out at seven points. Uh, and I, uh, I, I wrestled with whether to take the bucks or the under here. My, uh, my bigger play is on the under, uh, I bet under 49 and a half in this one. And I think we see a, I think we see a game that lands in and around 43, 44. Well, somebody can that did a video for FanDuel earlier yep. this morning and told people to take under 24 and a half in the first half. I like where Whale Capper is going uh, with this. And guys, I looked at the quarterback passing uh, props, and generally there's a tendency, oh, let's jump in on the over. Ooh, Jameis Winston. Ooh, yep. Cam Newton. I thought the numbers were high. And this isn't squares and, you know, the, the better props and are moving numbers like this. Winston was at like 281 uh, and a half a couple hours ago. Now it's 277 and a half. He was at 194 last week. And Cam Newton, you mentioned it. That arm, he's clearly not 100%, man. Like, we know this. We also know that even North Turner Rivera can figure out, just give the damn ball to Christian McCaffrey, right? And Cam Newton, we had London Fletcher on this morning, and he lives in Charlotte, and he talked about it. Cam Newton did not throw one pass further than 20 yards last week. He can't throw the ball down the field. Incredible. Guys. And it takes away, like London State. He goes, it's clearly taken away. Like, people are starting to catch on that Cam cannot throw the ball down the field. And if he does, you can intercept it. And he was never accurate when he was healthy, man. He used to sail balls over people's head uh, even when he's, you know. My point is, his passing prop is 258 and a half yards. I don't think he gets there. I think it's going to be a heavy-ass dose of McCaffrey tonight. Am I crazy, Whale Capper? Only way that that uh, yardage prop hits is if McCaffrey takes a pass, eighty-two. It's the only way. Uh, exactly. This is, uh, yeah, yeah, this is yeah, a game yeah, where yeah, I think um, yeah, I thought of that. I, if you're if, <laughs> if you're the Bucks, if you're if you're the Bucks D, uh, you cheat up. Say beat us over the top. We dare you. You know we saw you laughing in that press conference that we will find out. Bucks will find out if I can throw it deep. They weren't, they, you know, that was the, 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 you know, the the handful of passes where he tried to be kind of precision passing in the in the intermediate range. He was sailing balls because he wasn't using good mechanics and and his, you know, he was protecting that shoulder. And you know, oh, and oh by the way, Kim Newton also not running the ball very much. When he is his most dynamic, he is a dual threat. And if he is, you know, if he is specifically taking the run away because he is trying to protect his shoulder and kind of get right, um, you know, that, uh, that makes his offense, you know, that makes his offense in general much less dynamic. Uh, and so, yeah, I think that, uh, that yardage prop for Newton is a banger on the under. Uh, the only thing you're probably worried about it there is that, uh, is Christian McCafferty taking it, uh, taking it to the house from, from, you know, from, <laughs> we saw that last yeah. year too. He's that, that guy is electric. He's amazing. He really is. Cam? Yep. I was going to ask you, Whale Capper. Uh, Gabe and I were doing an in-game live last night, and I got that McCaffrey prop uh, combined rushing and receiving 138.5. I thought it was a steal. It's already up a few points right now. I expect it to continue to go up. But other than that and, and the Cam Newton prop, which I agree with, what are some of your favorites to play tonight? I think we're all uh, thinking dog in the under here, but what else do you like from uh, you know from a prop standpoint? What stands out to you 
on the betting board for this game tonight? Yeah, so the, uh, the, the, the key target, I think, for the, uh, the Bucks in their offense is going to be O.J. Howard. Um, I think um, they're specifically going to limit how much they let Jameis Winston target the wide receivers. The cornerbacks for the Panthers aren't necessarily very good in coverage, but they're ball hawks. These guys can absolutely turn the ball over, and I think, you know, I think, what Arian saw out of Winston with the three-pick performance against the secondary that is not ball hawks would, uh, would scare me. Uh, and I would think, okay, on a short week here, we don't have a lot of time to prep. We're not going to be able to you know, introduce kind of interesting and innovative schemes here to attack these guys. We're going to have to, you know, we're going to have to be a little bit safer. I think you're going to see Winston target his, uh, his running backs and his tight end uh, more. So I would look for running back receptions overs. I would look for OJ Howard to have receptions and receiving yards overs. Uh, and I think uh, they, they keep him uh, between the hash marks. They keep him throwing, uh, throwing down the seam and, and not trying to make plays down the outside. I think uh, we see an underperformance here from, uh, from Evans, from Godwin, I know those are players that, that are, you know, were highly drafted for season-long fantasy. Um, but on a short week and, and coming off of what we just saw from Jameis Winston, I would expect you to see some conservative play calling and some conservative offense in the passing game from the Bucks today. Well, Capper uh, with us. All right, Well, Capper, I know you're busy, so we'll get you out of here in like two minutes or so. Can you throw us a bone? Is there a game that we haven't talked about that catches your eye this week? Oh, so many! Almost every game. Like honestly, like uh, you look. I looked at the board on uh, on Sunday, just like you were saying, with the gut, with the gut feel, and I was like, like, I had an opinion on almost every single game, either a side or a total. Some games I like to side end a total. Um, the uh, kind of the classic angle that I'm sure a lot of people have been talking about this week. You probably are heard it all over the place. But week two of the NFL season, before these teams are really in game shape. Um, back-to-back week, weeks of travel early in the season tends to create an underperformance for the road team. Uh, four of those teams are, you know, meet that criteria this week. You have the Bills, you got the uh, you got the uh, Niners. Although the Niners travel situation is a little weird because they stayed over all week in uh, in Ohio to play the the Bengals, uh, but that yeah. still is a little bit of a disruption of their normal pattern. Um, but yeah, you got the Bills, Niners, um, Colts, and uh, and the big one is the Chiefs. Uh, all, all four of those teams are, uh, are on road for the second straight week. We tend to see that results in about, you know, one to one and a half, uh, standard deviations below expected performance. That's bad. Um, they, it's a very, you know, very, very hard for you to cover if you're, you know, if you're fatigued in the second half and you're, you know, your, your team isn't, you know, competitive. So, uh, I think that actually plays pretty strongly into the Raiders being competitive in that game against the Chiefs. That's probably my favorite look on the card. Uh, Chiefs, uh, you know, without Tyreek Hill or less dynamic offensively, people expect McCall Hardman just to slide in and be that, you know, that kind of playmaker for this offense. But you have, uh, Pat Mahomes who's, you know, who's dealing with an ankle injury. So this is a, this is a nice spot for the Raiders to build a little momentum and get in the win. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. 
Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage uh, continues. I'm Aretzi at the FanDuel Sportsbook uh, Meadowlands. East Rutherford, New Jersey. Cam Stewart, uh, Toronto. Thanks to Whale Copper in Los Angeles uh, for joining us. Uh, Paul Popovi will step up and in from the West Coast as well. In the 6 o'clock hour, uh, we've got uh, Carolina and Tampa Bay on the board. Uh, Whale Copper talked about liking the Oakland Raiders in this uh, football game that they're hosting uh, against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Second consecutive road game for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And a unique travel situation for the Chiefs as well, uh, Cam, as Kansas City goes to Florida in week one, uh, back to Kansas City, and now um, now has to go out to the West Coast. Like what I saw from the Raiders, actually, on yeah. Monday night. I know they were playing a pretty vanilla and bland uh, Denver Bronco team, but, you know, the Raiders are definitely more committed, more disciplined. Um, there's a renewed enthusiasm. It's not like last year. Like, Gruden clearly had some growing pains last year. They've got younger guys on the team now, more enthusiasm uh, with the players. With all that being stated, they're in freaking tough against the Kansas City Chiefs, but... The number does feel just a little bit high for the Chiefs. I think the Raiders hang around, but the Chiefs pull away late in this game. I'm with you, Gabe, and it's hard to go down out of the window and say, I'm going to take uh, the Oakland Raiders plus seven. That line has gone up. It's a full touchdown now. And let's remember this. The Kansas City Chiefs defense, Gardner Minshew, a six-round draft pick, came in there, and what was he off the top of my head? 22 for 27 for 275 and two touchdowns. He threw one bad pick. He absolutely decimated their defense in that game, right? So this is a backup quarterback. The Raiders have a lot to be encouraged about. Divisional game, getting a touchdown. It's hard to do it, but I'm with the I'm with Whale Capper too. I think I will uh, take the points if you give me a full touchdown. You mentioned Gardner Minshew. I don't know if you saw his outfit uh, oh, yeah. that uh, he wore for this uh, this game, the road trip. Yeah, he, he went like 70, sort of, I know, whatever. It was actually great. Uh, you know, we knew he was an eccentric character at, at uh, Wazoo uh, before. He was incredibly accurate in that system, 70% uh, completion rate uh, in college, even though it's a very quarterback-friendly system that Mike Leach runs. But I'll tell you what, I think that number's too high, actually. That was another game that I caught agree. my eye. When I saw that the Texans were laying nine and a half points against a Jaguar team that just had to deal uh, with the Chiefs. Now, dealing with Deshaun Watson's not easy. Dealing with DeAndre Hopkins is not easy. But their division rivals, Jacksonville, match up well with them. And I don't think Gardner Minshew will be a problem. You know, they, he can't throw the ball deep down the field, but the controlled passing attack, I think, can be successful. I think the spread's too high. And in a similar fashion, Cam, that there's an overreaction of Sam Darnold being out. And, man, I'm all over the place on this game. But what do you, before we get to the Jet game, what do you think of that? Uh, what do you think of Gardner Minshew and the Jags getting nine and a half points? Uh, we're reading each other's mail this week. It looks like we're going to have a very similar card. When we did in-game live, Gabe, and uh, you mentioned that line at nine and a half, I'm taking it. Deshaun Watson also, despite a good play on Monday night, he's banged up. It looked like he really took some big hits in that game. Divisional game, 
Minshew looks good. Jacksonville still has the defense to get to Watson. I think it's a bad matchup for Houston to cover a big number. I think they, if they do, they squeak out a win. I will take the nine and a half when in a game that I think if they win, they win by three or four points top. So, yes, I'll take the points. Looks like uh, we're on the same uh, type of card. As for the Jets game, uh, now uh, it's six and a half with uh, Trevor Simeon. Mm, that, yeah, I- I'm thinking about pulling the trigger. If you can get seven points there. Cleveland on the road against New York. Is the drop-off going to be that much? I'm not sure. So uh, you're giving me inflated points. It's kind of like uh, the Colts game. Remember the line went up to seven and a half. They lost by six in overtime. They still covered. So I think I'd be taking the Jets as a dog as well. I already got Cleveland at a money. You line, know one so thing. Middle. One thing about. Yeah, that was a good. That was a good deal. And you can you can uh, middle this game right now. You know you were smart to uh, to jump in when you did. I'm all over the place on this game, but the problem with this game right now is the Jets just have too many injuries that are uh, the variables that we don't know. Like, that's that's the problem right now. I can live with Trevor Simeon, and to be honest, I think there's an overreaction. Sam Darnold yeah, is better than Trevor Simeon in the sense that he has more upside, he has more yep. potential, um, you know, he's got a stronger arm and all that type of stuff, but... Right now, Sam Darnold's not that good, Cam. He's extremely heavily hyped because he's in New York. He's on the Jets. He went to USC. He's not worth four, four and a half points to a point spread. I'll tell you that much. And I'll guarantee you uh, that much. And he's not worth that much to a point spread. I just saw him play, dude. He was rattled in the second half. Um, you know, he was inaccurate. He was rattled. This is still a young quarterback. Uh, you know, there's an overreaction, but the problem with the Jets is C.J. Mosley, who came up from Baltimore, the guy's a freaking stud, man. And the second he was out of the game, man, the Bills started picking the Jets apart. He was a big difference maker. He made plays. Um, he's hurt. Quinnen Williams is hurt uh, as well. So you've got two key starters. Boom. Uh, they're both out. Now, Le'Veon Bell has a bad shoulder. He went in exactly. for an MRI today. Now, Le'Veon Bell... Hasn't been hasn't been ruled out or anything like this for the football game, but I tell you what, they just gave this guy a four-year, you know, seventy-four million-dollar contract or whatever it is. They don't want to get him hurt in week two. Oh yeah, Sam Darnold has mono, um, and Adam Gase yep. is fighting with everybody. It's unbelievable that the Jets' season is essentially over after one week. You know who they play next week? <laughs> the Patriots. Oh God! In New England. You know what they get after that? They go to Philadelphia. They play the Eagles. And then they host the Dallas Cowboys. 0-5. Jet fans are starting to believe. We had Stample on the morning show today. Stample's like, we're going to be 0-6. He's like, "Uh, we're going to be 0-6. And And it's crazy because a lot of people, including myself, sort of thought, hey, I think the Jets can uh, make some noise this year. But... I also knew that Adam Gase is a moron. I, you know, let's just be real. He can't be a head coach, this guy. And it's like, it's going to end poorly. Yeah, it's funny, too. When you looked at the sports book, too, Gabe, what were you, what were you seeing? You were seeing six-and-a-half win totals for the Bills and six-and-a-half for the Jets, and they both had high juice. All the bookmakers thought these are the two teams that are going to improve. Well, look what Buffalo does. They're down huge against the Jets. They come back and win that game. And you talked about it, right? If they can find a way to steal one against the Giants there, Two road games out. You know what kind of home field advantage you have there at Ralph Wilson, New Era Field. 
that's going to be huge, man. So that that's the thing. We we should have looked at yeah the the Jets. This is you said it. Gase is a guy, and the media there are going to eat him up. He's an egomaniac, as Mark Lawrence talked about when he was down in Florida. That's not going to fly. He's going to get lippy with people, and it looks like the players already don't like him. And you basically told Levy Young Bell, I don't want you anyway at the start of the year. Negative, negative, negative. You know what? It's a Patricia-type situation with New York. He's just better groomed. Now, the Buffalo Bills, as you mentioned, yes. you imagine they're able to win this football game, which I believe they will, against yep. the New York Giants. They're going to be 2-0 and with two wins on the road. Only six yep. more road games to play for the rest of the entire season, guys. Boom. Only six road games. One of them against the Miami Dolphins team that's quit already. All right? They get the Bengals at home next week in their in their home opener. I don't want to get ahead uh, of anything because you know every game is tough in the NFL. But I believe Cam, the Bills are going to be three and zero hosting the New England Patriots in Week Four. The Patriots go to Buffalo September the 29th, and imagine just the hype well, with the Bills suddenly people jumping on the wagon, uh, so to speak. They're going to beat down Eli Manning, and now Sterling Shepard's out and. Uh, Eli Manning blows, bro. Like, Horrible. you know, we took a leap of faith getting the seven in week one. Man, it, it's it's bad. Like, he's it's it's terrible. I don't know how long they're going to hang on before they put Daniel Jones in, but um, I don't know if you saw this. Probably not. It's probably not national news, but I'll let you know about this. It's unbelievable. So remember we ripped uh, Baker Mayfield for taking pot shots. Yep. At... Um, at Daniel Jones. And Shermer said, I don't care what he says uh, about our quarterback. And, you know, he got all huffy and puffy. Pat Shermer said before the 2018 NFL draft that he thought Josh Allen had a chance to be a starter in the NFL. Was asked this morning, do you uh, still think that he only has a chance to be a starter in the NFL, Shermer repeated the same line and said, I feel the same way. Like when your team blows. Shermer, you're the reason Eli Manning's playing all the time. You're attached to Eli Manning, and you 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 think maybe Josh Allen could be a starter? Well, you know what? Just, just wait till Sunday when Josh Allen's like running over your pathetic defense and throwing bombs to John Brown and like – Slop passes all day to Cole Beasley and eating you up. If maybe he can be a starter, maybe you can be a coach in the NFL. Yet, and you know this, Cam. I said this last year. I told you right away. Shermer is like Gase, bro. Yeah, you could combine Shermer and Gase, and they still wouldn't be a good coach if you took both of them and put them into one man. Yeah, they'd be. They'd be negative. He's be a terrible. Negative man. He's like. Okay. He's brutal. This guy. I agree. And another thing is, this Eli Manning crap, everyone's talking about, ooh, week seven, whatever. How? Daniel Jones already proved in the preseason. Allen went out there and played for the Bills. Darnold played for the Jets. Mayfield play. Why not put this guy in early? You watched Eli Manning play against the Dallas Cowboys. It can't be. Daniel Jones is not going to be any worse of the team. Like, what are you doing? What are you saving so he doesn't get hit or whatever? You still want to have a competitive team. You got Saquon Barkley, yards per... uh, Carry average is absolutely through the roof. It's astronomically insane how good this guy is. 
put Jones in. Eli Manning is keeping you back. He is that immobile, and he makes horrible decisions in the red zone. I'd say start Jones as soon as possible. If me and you were in coaching, I don't know what you think, but there's no need to... No reason. I know they have an allegiance to him. He won two Super Bowls, but he also had a damn great defense for those Super Bowls, too. Enough is enough. Like, you're not moving forward with this guy. I would make uh, Daniel Jones uh, the starter. Soon. Uh, yeah, I think he'll be the starter by week six. Yeah, soon. Like, I, I don't think Shermer wants to do it because Shermer is going to be scared that he's not going to win yeah. games. Exactly. And he's going to lose his job. But Gettleman... Got heavily criticized for taking Jones. Well, that's the whole thing, and you said it, Kim. What the hell is the point of having a 38-year-old quarterback and losing 35-17 every week? You know, like, what, what are you doing? Like, if you have a good team, fine. And if Eli's so freaking good, then trade him. Someone will give you something, and no one will, right? But how about this? So the Buffalo Bills, the Buffalo Bills took the Pat Shermer comment and tweet that's in the media, they blew it up, and it's on their wall. Perfect. Perfect. And Sean McDermott's pissed. Sean yeah. McDermott's mad that it's been leaked that this story is out. He said that stuff was supposed to stay in the room. Uh, that's an internal uh, message. <laughs> an internal message. So McDermott put it up saying, hey, Josh, this is what that coach thinks of you. Yeah. I'm telling you, the Bills are playing for Allen, dude. Allen played well in the fourth quarter, too. He came on after all the turnovers. He settled down. Bills are going to eat the Giants alive, bro. They're going to win like 28-3 or something like that. 21-3. It's going to go under. Bills, Giants won't score. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. Thank you, Yang. Game time decisions. Red Heat and Rage uh, continues. I'm Marenzi with the FanDuel Sportsbook. Countdown is on Thursday night football. Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Carolina Panthers. Paul Bovey's going to step up and in in a couple of uh, moments. And uh, we'll get Paul's take on tonight's game and uh, the rest of the slate no college football uh, tonight, uh, Cam, uh, but uh, we've got some interesting games on Friday night, and it looks like uh, this is the new deal right now that they just don't play college football on Thursday nights anymore. Remember, they used to go head-to-head, man. I used to love it. They'd go head-to-head. It used to be ACC night. Yep. Yeah, I remember, like, they'd have, like, Notre Dame versus Florida State, and you know what it was? It was actually Clemson, Florida State. Yes, yeah, yes. Georgia Tech, Clemson games. Clemson were on Thursday. Now Clemson are too big for Thursdays. So we only play Saturday nights uh, now. Uh, but the Thursday college games, it was always a nice alternative uh, to some of these sort of bland divisional tilts in a National Football League. Uh, tonight's game is intriguing enough. Uh, yeah. But um, game? Uh, we miss uh, the Thursday night college football games. We do. And to your point, 
when you're watching television, you always have a secondary channel because there's so many commercials. That was a beautiful thing. Remember when we were working at the old shop, we go ding, 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 Thursday night game, Thursday night football, Thursday, there's always something on, right? So we don't miss anything. That's the thing. You should at least put another game on to cha challenge it. It's not like the whole world wants to watch just this one game. It's not a, a sexy matchup by any stretch. And a lot of people like college football. I'm with you, but Friday night looks like a good card. I've already uh, made, uh, I like Wake Forest in that game now um, against North Carolina. North Carolina also lost one of their yep. top DPs in that game against uh, Miami, Florida. And um, I hate to say this, Gabe, I think the Houston Cougars are a live dog. The game's at NRG Stadium, and they're getting, like, a lot of points. Washington State, well, if they win, they'll barely win that game. I'm thinking uh, the other Cougars. Cougars versus Cougars, Gabe. I like the Cougars. Yeah, I don't, um, I don't understand the number in this game, why the Cougars are getting 10 points on their home field. The total at 73 and a half is very doable as well. Should go over the number. Love Wake Forest in this spot. Folks, we're going on grid. This is Sports Grid. Get on the grid. I got great news, guys. Oh. It's the news update from Game Time Decisions. News, 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 news. Almost forgot there, Yang. Oh my God. From the NFL to the NBA, com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your Daily Roto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next daily. Roto Millionaire. News, 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 news. I almost forgot there, Yang. I'm going, oh my God, what's going on here? News update time. I'm Dan Stewart. Get on the grid, everybody. Well, OBJ, he keeps talking, not about his expensive watch. Now it's about Greg Williams. The man can't help himself. Beckham Jr. calling out the Jets' defensive coordinator for coaching and encouraging cheap shots and dirty plays. Williams suspended by the NFL for the entire 2012 season as a result of his role of Bounty Gate when he was D.C. of the New Orleans Saints. And Beckham called him a cheap shot artist. It's going to be interesting. I guess uh, OBJ, if he keeps on talking, Williams will have him on his radar to be attacked on Sunday. The Jets today, what horrible news. Quarterback Sam Darnold is going to miss Monday night's game versus the Cleveland Browns after being diagnosed with mono. Head coach Adam Gase announced today. Gase also said the young quarterback could miss multiple weeks. And Trevor Simeon is now going to start in his absence. Darno was sent home from a Wednesday practice that was initially believed to be strep throat when he wasn't feeling well. However, the condition deteriorated quickly, and it's mono. To protect his teammates, Darno's going to be quarantined to his apartment until he's cleared by the medical staff of the Jets to play. Jets promoting Luke Falk from the practice squad to serve as Simeon's backup. They're also dealing with another blow to running back Le'Veon Bell. He's dealing with a sore shoulder. He's going to undergo an MRI and uh, miss today's practice. Jacksonville quarterback Nick Foles optimistic. He's targeting a week 11 return from a broken collarbone he suffered in the team opener versus Kansas City. Recovery time 10 to 12 weeks, depending on how the bone heals. Minshew, the quarterback for the Jags this week versus Houston. Josh Dobbs is going to back him up. Washington uh, Redskins running back Darius Geis out indefinitely after undergoing knee surgery today. It looks like uh, a best-case scenario, six- to eight-week recovery time. Uh, Redskins coach Jay Gruden says Adrian Peterson will get the start versus Dallas on Sunday. Troy Polamalu and Reggie Wayne among the first-time Modern Era nominees for the Hall of Fame there. The Minnesota Vikings have placed receiver 
Josh Doxson on the IR. And, uh, yeah, finally, we got it. Uh, week two football here Thursday night or Tampa Bay at Carolina. Carolina minus seven now. Total 49 flat. Money line Panthers minus 290. Bucks plus 235. First quarter line, Carolina minus a half. Total nine and a half. And the first half line, Carolina's favored by three and a half. Total is 24. Bad news for the Yankees today. D.H. Edwin Encarnacion exited today's game one of the doubleheader versus the Tigers with a left oblique strain. He did hit a home run in the Yankees' 10-4 win. Some good news for the pinstripes. Ace Luis Severino, he's going to make his season debut Tuesday versus the Angels. The two-time All-Star is yet to pitch this year due to a shoulder injury and a lat strain. Live action right now, game two. Yankees taking the opener up 3 to nothing. top three. Judge, home run number two for the pinstripes. Uh, what else do we got? The Mets, they did it again, hammering the D-backs. 11-1 the final. Stroman wins. Young takes the loss. Mets went deep five times in the win. Milwaukee over Miami. 3-2 the final there. Peralta takes the win. Smith the loss. Hayter safe, 31. Kansas City doubled up on the White Sox, 6-3. Lopez gets the win. Giolito takes the loss. Mr. Kennedy with the save for the Royals with cheese. We got some games on the go. St. Louis up on Colorado, 6-3, top of eight. The Cubs opening things up, 4-0 over San Diego, top seven. The Pirates, they lead the Giants, 4-2, and we're now in the bottom of the seventh in that game. NHL news, Winnipeg Jets of Inc. defenseman Josh Morrissey to an eight-year, $50 million contract extension. The 24-year-old recorded career highs, 31 points in 59 games with the Jets, his third full season in Winnipeg. The Sharks naming Logan Couture as their 10th captain in San Jose Sharks franchise history. Upset at the FIBA World Cup of Basketball. Me and Gabe actually talked about this one on the show last night. Serbia taking out USA 94-89. USA can now finish no higher than 7th in place. It's the lowest placing in a major tournament since NBA players could participate in 92. PGA round one of the Greenbrier. Robbie Shelton leads at minus 8. European Tour in Amsterdam. The KLM Open. Caleb Shinkwin, he leads at minus 6. MLB board for tonight. We got Boston minus 140 at Toronto, 10 and a half. Shasin and Buckholtz. Dodgers minus 220 at Baltimore, 10. Hill and Bundy. Atlanta laying a quarter at Philly. Toronto and Smiley over under 10. 740 action. Washington minus 30 cents at Minnesota. Nine your total. Corbin and Gibson. 805. Tampa laying 60 cents at Texas. McKay versus Allard total 10. Oakland at Houston minus 269. Bailey and Verlander. And Cincy laying 15 at Seattle. Nine. Bailey versus Dunn. I'm Cam Stewart. Gabe Morenci hosts Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage Radio. He's live from the FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. we got Paul Bovey coming on the show. Thanks to Whale Capper. So stick around. Hour 2 of Red Heat and Rage. It's coming up next. All you have to decide is what to do with the time that is given to you. Game time decisions. Level two has a begun. I am Renzi, FanDuel Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. Thursday night football, a couple of hours away. Uh, we've been talking a lot about Monday night uh, football that will be taking place uh, right uh, here on the premises on the Meadowlands uh, grounds. And there's been so many storylines about this uh, football game oh, already. Sam Darnold, strep throat, then it's uh, re-diagnosed. He has mono. Um, he's going to be out now probably for a couple of weeks. Uh, you've got um, C.J. Mosley is hurt. Quinnen Williams is hurt. Adam Gase is uh, getting into it uh, with the media. And here comes Odell Beckham uh, to town. 
Yep. And I was waiting for this to begin. You knew the media circus had to begin eventually. And so it begins. And this is pretty good stuff here, Cam. And I, you know, to be honest, you know, Odell Beckham's probably not wrong about this. Odell Beckham accuses Jets defensive coordinator, and of course he was with Cleveland last year. Yep. Greg Williams. Here's another storyline. And how pissed is Greg Williams knowing that he actually coached that team last year and Freddie Kitchens, uh, you know, from food and beverage uh, gets uh, gets the job, <laughs> right? So, Greg, you know Greg Williams wants to, like, murder Baker and get the For Browns. Sure Odell Beckham accuses Jets defensive coordinator Greg Williams of coaching dirty, blames him for a season-ending injury in 2017. Um, he got taken out by uh, Calhoun. Um, if you remember in the preseason, he got hit in the knee. He got hit low. He says that the Cleveland Brown players told him that um, Greg Williams told them to take him out. And he said, that's all you need to know about the man. It was a preseason game. It's an unknown rule. I had players on the Browns who came up to me and told me that Williams uh, was telling players on the Browns to make sure that you take me out of the game and to make sure that uh, you send me a lesson. Um, you know, that's who he is. That's the man. It's changed my life forever, he <laughs> says. It's something that I'll never forget because, of course, he missed the first game of the year. He came back, and then he fractured it, and he was out after Cam. Yep. And now it comes out. He blames Greg Williams uh, for, for the injury. From uh, from the very first play, it was like a ball, a bunch of hawks eyeing you. And we knew it was going to be just like that. Just trying to find a way to keep my composure was uh, very difficult. Uh, Beckham's accusations aren't crazy. And, of course, Williams was part of the Bounty Gate stuff. Yep. It's no secret, Cam. Greg Williams is pretty much the most hardcore coach in the National Football League. Yes, when I it agree comes with to you, like old school, yeah. like hate your yeah. opponent type of deal. Yep. Yep. Him and Buddy Ryan. I would put Buddy Ryan from our generation when we were younger yeah. watching football. Those are the two guys in the room probably saying, <laughs> I'm going to open up my wallet. and You guys get tons and tons of envelopes if you hurt people. Uh, yeah, no, Greg Williams is old school. Beckham called about. Game's getting really interesting, Gabe, with all the injuries and all the chirping. It's going to be a lot of fun Monday night at the Meadowland. Buddy Ryan put a bounty out on a field goal kicker. What the hell? Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, Game Time Decisions continues. Red Heat and uh, Rage. I am Marenzi. 
We're at the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook at the Meadowlands. The Raging Redhead, uh, Cam Stewart, uh, in uh, Toronto. Countdown is on uh, Thursday night. Uh, football. We were just talking about um, Odell Beckham and his accusations against uh, Greg Williams. Just another layer added on to this uh, storyline of this uh, football game. Just too many injuries right now, though, to seriously handicap this game, especially from the Jets' perspective. I can live with the Sam Arnold injury, but Le'Veon Bell would be the backbreaker. Uh, Le'Veon Bell obviously needs to be the you know carry carry the team on Monday night, and um, you know he's got an MRI on his shoulder. We'll see how this uh, this plays out. All right, uh, we're just setting up uh, Paul Bovey uh, right now. And uh, if we can, uh, Yang, mic on, mic off. <laughs> it's all right for a second or so, Cam, but, you know. Um, how's your, how's your, uh, how's your, um, how's your golf doing, Cam, as we try to get Paul Bowlby on the line here? Yeah, I'll give you a quick update. Good call, Gabe. Let's hit the, let's hit the tour. Uh, not so bad. Uh, uh, one of our boys, uh, Ben on, uh, he's three under, uh, Doug Gim, Doug Gim, he 30 right now, three under, he's got a few holes left. Tom Lewis all under par. So good starts. The problem is, uh, Robbie Shelton, this uh, kid from the, uh, uh, corn Ferry tour. It used to be web.com tour, uh, going low. Kevin nod, guys that you know about right in the hunt at six under and Joaquin Neiman, a guy that's uh, going to be very close to winning soon, five under with Harold Barner III, one of the coolest guys. Uh, cool black guy, wears like Michael Jordan-style stuff on the golf course. One of my favorites. Uh, less stuffy than some of the other uh, turkeys you see on the PGA <laughs> Tour game. <laughs> nice guy. All right, uh, Young, let us know when we've got uh, Paul Bovey. Um, let us know when uh, Bovey's ready to go. So let's run through these uh, these props here. Total's coming down, uh, actually. So it was 49 and a half in this game. It was 49 and a half. It's now 48 uh, and a half. And uh, you know what, Will? Yep. We don't really have a choice. We've got to do this before uh, this gets out of hand. And it's getting out of hand here. Let's go um, first half under. First half uh, under. Carolina Panthers, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, 24 and a half. I want to get this. I want to. Hey, hey, hey. Hey, baby, I'm late for work. Uh, I'll, I'll try to pick up some KFC. I want to get See this. you soon. <laughs> Beep. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Just thought um, I'd yeah, we can hear uh, the phone, buddy. We can hear, like, everything that's going on. Like, I don't know if, like, a mic is on or a channel is on or whatever it is, but, like, uh, like, we can hear. Like, so try to uh, shut it down if you can. So, uh, yeah, Cam, the total's uh, coming down here right now. Gabe? And, um, or just get them on the freaking phone, guys, in the next segment. Yeah. Like, I got a great um, one. I, I, got I didn't a really realize we were this uh, challenge to pull off Skype. Yeah, I got a good one for I you I blame Bovey more than Yagno for this. Yeah, well, because he's a jet setter. What do you got? <laughs> okay. Hey, here's my bets for no, tonight like, after the beep. We got Ronald Jones over 48 and a half combined rushing and receiving yards. I'm gonna I'm gonna take that, Gabe. 
First of all, Ronald Jones started to get touches against San Francisco. He busted off like a couple nine, 10 yard runs. Rushing and receiving for Ronald Jones, who will get the most carries for uh, the Buccaneers. It's funny, Peyton Barber and his numbers are very similar. Peyton Barber's 46 and a half and Jones is 48 and a half. I'm going to shop around see if I get like a 46 and a half for Jones, but rushing and receiving for Jones, 48 and a half, I'm on the over. They're going to dump it off a lot too because they don't trust Jameis Winston. Rolling the dice with. Yeah. It's a good point. Well, they almost have to trust Jameis Winston, but I'm not, I, mean, I don't disagree with your angle here. Will Capper talked about that earlier. Let's, mm-hmm. uh, let's run through some of the player props uh, that they got here. All right. Um, anytime touchdown score, Mike Evans plus 140. Christian McCaffrey minus 220. No, thank you. You think Ronald Jones is going to punch one in? Plus 210. Uh, uh, DJ Moore enough. plus 160. What's OJ Howard? Chris Godwin plus t- Chris Godwin plus 250. Not bad. Cam Newton plus 170. Peyton nope. Barber plus 250. Greg Olson plus 190. Nope. O.J. Howard, Cam, is uh, plus 270 to score a touchdown uh, at any time here tonight. Wouldn't mind. Doesn't sound like, like you like anyone to score a touchdown. <laughs> no, I like, Ron- I like Ronald Jones over receiving right, let's and bring in, uh, uh, rushing. That's what I like. Let's bring in uh, Paul uh, Paul Povey uh, right now in L.A. What's up, Paul? What's up, Gabe? Gabe, uh, everything's good. Now, Cam, I beat you to the Ronald Jones because I played it this morning at 38-and-a-half minus 05 wow. in three good spots. for you. Yeah, I got, a, I got a really That's good number. Sharp. He's going to be the guy. Uh, Barber, 25 years old, 3.7-yard rusher last year. And Jones got the majority of the carries, and he's going to get the majority of the carries tonight. Love it. Wish I got your number. That's why uh, Paul is the jet setter, Cam. He gets the good numbers, so sure you should does. feel better. Uh, knowing so, Ronald Jones combined rushing and uh, receiving yards uh, tonight. Dave, I can't um, worry about both uh, Cam teams. and I, uh, Paul. I, yeah. <laughs> Go ahead, Paul. Cam's got rushing and receiving. No, what I was going to say is Cam's got rushing and receiving. I can't do two things at once. Or concentrate on two things at once. So I'm just going to stick with the rush. <laughs> Kevin <laughs> loves the rushing uh, and receiving uh, props. 36 and a half. Uh, 30, uh, 36 and a half for Peyton Barber. And 38 and a half uh, here for uh, for Ronald, uh, Ronald Jones as far as rushing uh, props. All right, Paul. So any other props that you're taking a look at here tonight? No, that's the only one I played, Gabe. And uh, I was on Hawkinson last week, so don't sell me short. Twenty-two and a half. But this last week was that uh, last week. This week is this week, and I'll give you one for Sunday. I like Mark Andrews over. So uh, no more for tonight. But I do like Mark Andrews over, and I also play Cole Beasley over as well a couple times at three and a half. Yeah, I took, I like wow, that. it's three and a half again. I took Cole Beasley, guys, over three and a half against the Jets. He had three on the first drive of the game. He had five catches in the first half. He's clearly the go-to guy in the slot uh, right now in the safety valve uh, for Josh Allen. Uh, John Brown was free money last week, too, at 40 and a half uh, yards. 
All right, so Christian McCaffrey, guys, over under is 80 and a half rushing yards for Christian McCaffrey. The total yards, and I get what Paul's talking about, not worrying about both, but he catches a lot of balls out of the backfield. Uh, last week, 81 yards, Cam, out of the backfield. Do you prefer, Cam, the – because I'm playing the rushing one at 80 and a half. He rushed for like 123 yards last week. Yeah. And this Tampa defense is stout. But are you more comfortable with Christian McCaffrey rushing yards or are you more comfortable with Christian McCaffrey over under 143 and a half combined total yards? Yeah, last night, Gabe, when we were doing in-game live, I pulled a bovie and got it at 138 and a half. So I'm locked in with combined. I actually think due to Cam Newton's arm problems, we're going to see a lot of dinking and dunking with McCaffrey. I'd also look for over receptions for McCaffrey. I feel a little bit more comfortable uh, with uh, the receptions compared to the running, but he'll do both, Gabe, and I'm pretty confident he'll get over 138 and a half. So I like where you're going. I think uh, both of them hit. It's going to be all McCaffrey tonight. I played all right, him we'll separately. take a quick break. Uh, I here. We'll get to. Paul's uh, take on this uh, football game. FanDuel's got uh, defensive props up, uh, too. Some interesting uh, numbers uh, here. Maybe something's flying under the radar. No stone left unturned on game-time decisions. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. Shop by opening up a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid and you receive a free bet up to 500 bucks. That's a free bet up to 500 bucks when you open up a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in total control. Go into FanDuel.com grid, open up a new account, claim your free wager up to 500 bucks today. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER, 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. See website for full details. Uh, thank you very much, uh, Cam. Uh, Stuart, I'm Renzi, FanDuel Sportsbook. Paul Bovey uh, in uh, Los Angeles. And, uh, Paul, um, be prepared. There's a little bit uh, of a delay. delay. So just let uh, just wait like uh, two, three seconds uh, after after uh, we talk and uh, and uh, we'll throw it uh, uh, to you. I know it could be a little offsetting. Uh, if you're, we're, we're used to it now, but um, I know it could be a little offsetting for people that step up and in. All right, uh, so look at some of, these, uh, some of these other props here tonight quickly, and then we'll get Paul's take on the rest uh, of the card on the player props uh, here tonight. We were talking, uh, Paul, about um, Cam Newton over under 258-and-a-half passing yards. Uh, tonight uh, for Cam Newton. I don't think he gets there. I think there's going to be a heavy dose of, of Christian McCaffrey uh, tonight. I, you know, He didn't throw a pass uh, longer than 20 yards uh, last week. That arm still is not 100%. And, and Whale Capper brought up a good point earlier, actually, guys, about Cam Newton not really wanting to run as much. And he talked, Paul, about not wanting to be a hero. 
I'm seeing a rushing prop at 22 and a half. I wish it was a little higher so I could pull the, the trigger on the under of this uh, prop. But um, as far as the game is concerned, we know Ronald Jones, the only prop you like, Paul. But what about uh, what's your opinion on this game tonight, side in total? It's hard for me to uh, to, go, to lay points with Carolina. I have absolutely no faith in, in Cam Newton. I'm not sold on the fact that it's his arm. It's just his mechanics, his accuracy. Throw out the MVP season at 35 touchdowns and 10 interceptions. His ratio touchdown interceptions is 147 to 98. And that's not a starting uh, caliber quarterback in the National Football League. You want me to go over to 259 and a half? I, I wouldn't be able to go either way because, of course, if they fall behind and the defense starts peeling back, uh, he's liable to get there. But note that Tampa Bay did a great job against San Francisco last week. George Kittle did get eight receptions, but it was only for 47 or so yards. Uh, they held down the wide receivers. Debo didn't do anything. Pettis did very little. So this is a secondary which can – they could play stout defense. And as far as uh, McCaffrey goes, Cam Newton made a statement that his offensive coordinator, I don't know if you guys went over this, had selected uh, Christian McCaffrey in his fantasy, which kind of referenced why McCaffrey was seeing so much activity. <laughs> and so he put a lot of pressure on himself. He, he, he did. Uh, you know, if you're going to make those kinds of statements, you better be able to back it up by throwing the football down the field. As far as uh, who I like, look, I'd have they to gotta give the ball to McCaffrey field. more. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's I, the thing. I, would, I mean, last I year that McCaffrey. was that was the issue. They need to understand McCaffrey is the best player on that team. And Cam Newton needs to realize that his life will be better the more the Christian McCaffrey touches uh, the football. All right, uh, so what about the, the rest uh, of the card uh, this week? Whale Capper was with us earlier, and uh, he said he loves the card, that almost every game was jumping off the screen at him. It's not coming that easy to me uh, this week in week two so far, uh, Paul. We need your guidance. Uh, what uh, what are you looking at so far in week two? Well, I mean, there's several games I played. Look, I, I already got a great number on the Jet team total. And foolishly, I was postulating on taking, um, on going with the side on Cleveland. I was, I was going to do it. I didn't do it. And now there's no value in it because, frankly, uh, Sam Darnold is not worth four points over Trevor Simeon. Sam Darnold can't complete a pass down the field. So at this point, Cleveland is out. Uh, but I do like the over in the Raider game for one, just because, um, look, uh, the Raiders are vulnerable in the secondary. Now, Conley's going to play, but they did lose a corner, and I, I, I just feel Mahomes is going to be able to exploit him. And on the other side, look, you had Gardner Minshew come in and go 13 for 13, 22 or 25 overall against that defense, and I have to feel that, Carr is going to have some success throwing the football against the Chiefs defense that still has not proven anything uh, last year or in the first game this year with Nick Foles going down. Uh, other games I like, I do favor the Detroit Lions to come, uh, you know, to get a win here. The Chargers are 
they, they have some injuries, and they're critical injuries. Uh, they couldn't block for Phillip Rivers last week. The pocket was collapsing constantly, and part of that is Russell Otong went out with an injury, blood clots, and I think it's really affected their offensive line. Derwin James being out, you can run up the middle. Now they have another injury with Mike Williams at the receiver spot. I think the Chargers are going to be on their heels, and Detroit's going to be out for blood here, and they will get the win. I, I, I did grab the three early on. I should have grabbed it for more. At this point, two and a half, plus two and a half, minus 115. A couple other games I do like, and I can cover those as well if you'd like. Wow, Cam, another uh, another so another uh, sharp on the Detroit Lions this week. Another Lions backer, and Paul, you're ballsy because you got the Lions win total too. So there, this is this is pretty much it for you. You need to win this game. Well, as they say, the Lord giveth and the Lord taketh. <laughs> And I was giveth the Buffalo Bills <laughs> on a 16-0 comeback. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. 16, uh, you know, from a 16-0 deficit, and they they took it right back from me on the Lions and losing that that game. And you know, there was a play in that Lion game, and I'm still wrestling with why Matt Patricia did not elect to uh, refuse the penalty that would have that- left the Arizona Cardinals in a fourth and one and a half. And on the next play on third and 14, he completes a 41 yard pass to Larry Fitzgerald leading to the field goal that made it 24 to nine. I'm putting him in the fourth and one and a half and making him get the, uh, the first down. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. I do like the lions. And I also favor at this point, although there's some injury concerns, the Steelers, Seattle did not look good, and, and I, I have them uh, in a win total. You have them in a side bet I know you made with the Prez, and I'm a little nervous because they couldn't block for Russell yeah, Wilson. Yeah, for a nickel. The offense, I'm sorry? Yeah, for a nickel, so I want to beat the Prez for this. I want to take them down. I know, uh, and I am concerned about the Seattle Seahawks. They... 260, 70 yards last week against Cincinnati with the Red Rocket. Andy Dalton throwing for 418 yards, and they could not contain John Ross with 7 for 158. The Bengals, I don't know how they blew that game. Missed field goal, uh, getting stopped fourth down uh, in Seattle territory. Just two Andy Dalton turnovers. No way they should have lost. Seattle did not look good. This is a game that the Steelers have to get. The only concern is Juju has a bad toe. Uh, Moncrief may be out. So it's going to be up to James Washington to really step up here. But I'm not convinced Seattle could score more than 20 points here, which means the Steelers should cover the game. All right. These numbers are moving. we got to send Window Will over to the window right now. Three pop uh, bets uh, in here. The McCaffrey number keeps going up, uh, Cam. And I'm yeah, jumping in, know. guys, on O.J. Howard over three and a half receptions before that hits four. I, I think uh, O.J. Howard targeted five times last week, four, four receptions. Uh, we talked about it, Bovey. I don't think – I think they're going to try to control with it a little bit more, not have him throw the ball down the field. 
Uh, O.J. Howard, uh, nice safety uh, blanket and valve uh, for him to throw the football to. So, Paul, I was at the Bills-Jets game, and as you mentioned, it was a gift uh, for, for the Bills. And there's a fine line between winning and losing, and you look at the Jets and all the negativity around them, how things would be different if they just would have hung on and won that football game. But now the Bills get the Giants, and I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Shermer said you know, last year at, uh, before the draft that you know, he doesn't like Josh Allen that maybe he could be a starter in the NFL. Just maybe he could be a starter. He was asked if he still feels that way, and he said, yes, I do. For one reason or another, I don't know why he wants to poke uh, the Buffalo Bills uh, like this, but the Bills have taken notice, and the old bulletin board material, it's true. It's literally on their wall. Sean McDermott's upset that the media leaked it, that someone took a picture of it, that the Bills are using this. You know, the Giants, I, I, that was probably one of my more embarrassing uh, picks. Not of the, uh, it's only been one week, but of the last year, Cam. And I think you went down with it. I don't know what the hell I was thinking. Eli Manning is terrible. Yep. Teams are just, like, stuck in the freaking box. They know that Eli can't throw the ball further than, like, seven freaking yards. He doesn't have anyone to throw it to. Ingram's good, but Eli can't get on the football anyways. Um, Saquon Barkley's like the only giant you have to worry about. Their defense showed like they're, how young they are in the back end here. I think the Buffalo Bills defense is going to terrorize Eli Manning and the Giants. And I think Josh Allen will make enough plays on offense. Uh, the Bills were sloppy in the first half. They got better. They showed their resiliency. They showed their mental toughness. They're a much better coach team with Sean McDermott than that, uh, you know, Shermer. But uh, we'll hit this on the other side with Paul Bovey and Cam Stewart. Game time decisions continues. Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. All right, in-game live uh, continues uh, here uh, from the FanDuel uh, Sportsbook. I am Renzi, the raging redhead, uh, Cam uh, Stewart uh, in uh, Toronto. Countdown to uh, Thursday Night Football is on. I'm just looking right now. Now the Giants are saying they didn't mean any – he doesn't mean any disrespect uh, yeah. towards uh, Josh Allen. Josh Allen says it doesn't bother me. I wasn't trying to make everybody uh, like me or fall in love with me. Luckily, the Bills have different thoughts and different plans. And luckily, I ended up here. Man, people just don't stop picking on this kid, Cam. They're going to learn, man. They're going to learn. Just like Jalen Ramsey last year. Jalen Ramsey last year talked smack. Josh Allen, like, ran him over, celebrated in his face, and he did jack squat. Here, I actually see... Um, the fan-sided New York uh, Giant um, preview for the game. New York Giants, Josh Allen could be just what the doctor ordered. Dealing with Josh Allen will be much more easier and, uh, than dealing with Dak Prescott was last week. Blah, blah, blah. Paul, I like the Buffalo Bills. I know you were high on the Bills. You put your money where your mouth was on the win total over six and a half. 
Do they win another one this week? I like them. And by the way, um, we sparred on that Giant game because I do know the Giants, and that team is just going in. I said they weren't good. The Cowboys would annihilate them. They did, but I got sucked into that division matchup taking points, and I scaled my bet down. All right, I still played them. <laughs> um, but I, I think the Bills are just the, – the Bills are a better team. The Bills didn't put out their best effort on Sunday. And the Giants are not going to get much better. Daniel Jones will be inserted in the lineup by game seven when the season is basically done. Um, you know, the, the, what Josh Allen brings to the table, first of all, he wasn't as bad last year as people made him out to be. Those receivers were dropping balls left and right. Clay, Zay Jones, dropping balls. Now he's got reliable guys. And... Um, you know, I think they're going to be uh, solid this year, and I think they're going to beat the Giants. I, I don't have any faith in the Giants, and uh, Josh Allen gives them that element of running the football. And last week, 38 yards, I got a bad number at 39 and a half, and I, I went down on that one. But, you know, he'll, he'll, he's not bashful to run the football, and he's very effective doing it, and he doesn't take big hits. Paul, I had I had thirty eight and a half, bro. I was at the game. We had thirty eight. I know, I was there. Yep, 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 yep. I also had Le'Veon Bell over thirty five and a half receiving yards. He was at thirty two, and Adam Gase for one reason or another. Well, because he's the coach. God damn it! Um, stop, stop throwing him the ball. All right. Uh, before we get you out of here, Paul, a couple of these other games, some really good games and big matchups uh, this week uh, in the NFL. What you, what's the word in Los Angeles uh, here with the Saints and the Rams? You know, big revenge spot for, for the Saints after they lost that game. Yet, you know, these teams played twice last year. You know, and the Saints beat the Rams, of course, at the Superdome earlier in the year. And the Rams weren't happy about it. So, I don't really know what the, you know, the revenge aspect uh, means of it. I don't know, man. The Saints are a weird team. I think the Saints go to the Super Bowl, but I also see the Saints... You know, not being, you know, the Saints seem to be in a lot of crazy close games, and it seems to be a pattern here. I wonder about Drew Brees, as good as Michael Thomas is. They don't really have anyone else to throw the football to. That's a really intriguing game. Uh, we got the Eagles and Falcons, another big one, Cam, on Sunday night football. Um, Packers and Vikings, yep. real interesting football game. What do you make of some of these games, Paul? What do you think of that Rams-Saints game? First of all, uh, you got Drew Brees versus uh, Jared Goff. Big edge for the Saints. Drew Brees may not have the arm strength that he had 10 or 12 years ago, but his accuracy is unbelievable. 77% completion rate. And Alvin Kamara is the second coming, or Christian McCaffrey, vice versa, is the second coming of Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he's an all-purpose back. They couldn't contain Christian McCaffrey last week at 209 yards. They're not going to contain Alvin Kamara on Sunday. Uh, Michael Thomas, to me, is a top three receiver uh, in the game, and I think the Saints just have too much. The Saints' weakness, obviously, is their secondary. Eli Apple was uh, toasted a few times, and Lattimore has definitely come down a notch off his rookie year. 
but I still think the Saints have a better football team. Carolina held the Los Angeles to 340 yards of total offense, should never have won that football game, should never have scored 30 points. But, of course, Cam Newton played giveaway. I like the Saints here. And you're getting two points, so you don't have to worry about covering a number. Uh, as far Cam, as... what do you think of this? Last week I jumped on the Rams. Yep. Hold on, Paul. I know there's delay. Oh, so, sorry, Paul. Uh, everyone jumped on the Rams, and um, um, everyone's picking on the Rams last week. I took them. I took them. Yep. And, oh, the Super Bowl losers and, you know, the curse and all this. They found a way to win a game, and it's the same thing this week. Everyone just wants to find a way to play against the Rams all the time. What do you make of this? You and I both went down with the ship last year in the Super Bowl. I got yeah. a little bit of it back uh, last week. Nowhere near the chunk, but I'm not ready to run to the window to take the Saints this week. I think it's a tough game, Gabe, and there's a lot of games I already like. Uh, when Bovey talked about Seattle-Pittsburgh, I told you I'm a Seahawks fan. Uh, they got dominated by the Bengals. I love the Steelers. Uh, I got you get, you get a three and a half up to four. That game we'll talk about. Saints and Rams, slight lean to the Saints with Paul. I, I like what they did. Nice comeback against Houston, too. That's got to leave a nice taste in your mouth. As for the Rams, Carolina played them tight till the end of the game when they really pulled away. Um, yeah, it's minus two. I find it to be a very, very difficult game. I'd almost look at the under 52. I think people just think that game's going to be a shootout. I totally disagree. I think that total's uh, too high. But, uh, yeah, and the other two-point spread, um, I like Atlanta this week against the Eagles. That's more of the game I'm betting on, Gabe. New Orleans, L.A., very, very tough game. But Paul's, I'm reading Paul's mail already already on the Steelers. And uh, I don't know, Gabe, all these sharps keep on taking the Lions. I'm still pissed off because they cost me a fortune last week. But we'll see what happens. Uh, tough game, slight lean to the under. I happen to... Uh, Paul, it's a triple revenge to... spot for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, I Go disagree ahead, with you, Cam, on the... Uh, on the Falcon game. I, and I'll tell you why. They simply could not block from Matt Ryan last week. They have two rookies on the offensive line. They signed a guy in the offseason for $18 million who they're not even playing. And then they had an injury to one of the rookies on the offensive line this week. So that, I mean, we all know that no matter how good the quarterback is, if you can't block for the guy, he's not going to be successful. And this is not Russell Wilson. This is not a guy that can escape the pocket and just create things out of thin air. He's going to be under siege. Now, Philly did have some defensive trouble with the Washington Redskins, and that would concern me. But I think the rush of Philadelphia is going to decide this game. And I I can't see uh, Atlanta given their offensive line problems, getting into the high 20s. I think they'll end at 24 or so, and that's going to put Philly in a great position to win this football game. Paul Bovey, you can follow him on Twitter at uh, Paul Bovey. You can find his picks over at VegasInsider.com. Paul, always a pleasure. Thanks for joining us. Uh, Best of luck uh, this weekend. May the winners be yours. Thanks, Gabe. Thanks, Cam. Yeah, Take care, Paul. Uh, tough games, Gabe. I don't know and what Paul we're going to do. Paul, I, I, we we agree with the Steelers. Like, I think I think it's going to be the game of the week. But I don't know one person that likes the Seahawks in that spot right now. So, and they're my team. I'm telling you, man. Like, I never seen anything like it. The Bengals were like fired up there. Like, 
it was crazy that they didn't win that game. So I got to believe that Pittsburgh would cover that number. I don't know, Gabe. Everyone's talking about Detroit and this two and a half. It feels like a fish line. I don't know what to, uh, oh God. I don't know. Maybe I should just stay away from Lions games. I'm not sure what to do there. I initially leaned Atlanta, but uh, Paul brings up some good, <laughs> good, good points. No, that and that and that first round draft pick out of Boston College, Lidstrom too. He's out. I forgot about that with Atlanta. So Minnesota teed off on Matt Ryan. They really hit him hard. So they got to protect the quarterback. Yeah, tough, tough four, Gabe. There's a few games I like. I think I'm going to ride your wave with the Bills, though. You know, a really tough one. I like the Bills a lot this week. Another really tough one, Minnesota Vikings and the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, it's almost Division rivals. Game. They always play tough games. He's. It's so he's tough. The Vikings. But Vikings to plus I'm 10. feeling the, yeah, no, Vikings to plus 10, but I'm feeling the under in this game. I'm feeling the under. It's going to be a smash mouth, right. old school NFC North football game. The total, and the 16. thing is, the odds makers know it, Cam. Shouldn't the total, you would figure, man, you got Dalvin Cook, Thielen, Diggs, Kirk Cousins, uh, Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers. The total should be 47 and a half, 48 or something. 48. Yep. The odds makers know. They didn't even make it 45. They're like, no, no, 44. Because they, they know this is going to be a smash mouth game as well. When I saw this, I get the feeling... 2017, 23-20. No, that's the problem, though, Six, dude. 24-21 beats us. But 16, similar, 13, that's what it is. Yeah, something like that. Real ugly. Similar situation with the Buffalo Bill game. Total's 43-and-a-half. We tried to get cute. We went with the over in the Bills-Jets game. And listen, you know, there were turnovers, but there was also a pick six. I'm not going to say the Bills are impossible to score on, Cam, but... Out of those 16 points, there was a pick six and a, and a safety. The Giants really are going to have a hard time scoring on the Bills. Saquon Barkley might pop one. Yeah, how many how many points are the Giants really scoring? Are they going to score more than 14? I think they're that bad with Eli Manning. I don't think they can move the ball with Eli Manning. The totals 43 and a half, and the Bills the Bills play pretty systematic. Man, they bleed the clock. They're not playing up tempo. They're going to rely on their defense. I can see the under cashing in the Bills game again. I think a lot of unders are going to cash in Bills games this year. I see the final score in that game like 20 to 12 for the Bills. Yeah, I, I said earlier 28 3, 20 to 6. I like, yeah, same thing. It'll be an awkward, ugly game. You know what I mean? Like the Bills will kick. I'll call it out, Kev. Hoshka kicks like four field goals. You know what I mean? The Bills get like one or two touchdowns only. They kick like three, four field goals. They terrorize Eli Manning. Yeah, like uh, 24-9. <laughs> you know what I mean? Some weird 22-9 or something like that. I'm with you. I, right, I, we're I, running I'm out of racetrack uh, yeah, right now. So Let's get to the picks so uh, right now. My picks. Buccaneers and Panthers. Under 24 and a half, first half. Buccaneers, Panthers, under 24 and a half, first half. Buccaneers plus seven points. Christian McCaffrey over 80 and a half rush yards. Cam Newton under 258 and a half passing yards. OJ Howard over three and a half receptions. What do you got, Cam? Tampa Bay plus seven. 
Smaller play on the teaser to plus 14, under 55 and a half. O.J. Howard over three and a half receptions. Uh, Jones combined 45 and a half over rushing and receiving. And McCaffrey over 138 and a half rushing and receiving. Let's go get him tonight. No baseball. All right, let's get it. Bucks Panthers under 24 and a half first half. Buccaneers plus seven. McCaffrey rush yards over. Cam Newton passing yards under. OJ Howard over three and a half receptions. We'll see you at eight o'clock. From the NFL to the NBA, DailyRoto.com is the place to win millions in daily fantasy. You can get the best DFS NFL coverage all season long for a price of $129.99 or dominate the entire daily fantasy sports realm with the Elite Package at $59.99 per month. If you use the promo code FNTSY, you get 10% off your DailyRoto Package. Go to DailyRoto.com, pick your NFL or Elite Package, enter promo code FNTSY, and you'll be on your way to becoming the next Daily Roto Millionaire. We've got uh, Carolina and Tampa Bay on the board. Uh, Will Capper talked about liking the Oakland Raiders in this uh, football game that they're hosting uh, against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Second consecutive road game for the uh, Kansas City Chiefs. And unique travel situation for the Chiefs as well, uh, Cam, as Kansas City goes to Florida in week one, uh, back to Kansas City, and now, um, now has to go out to the West Coast. Like what I saw from the Raiders, actually, on yeah. Monday night. I know they were playing a pretty vanilla and bland uh, Denver Bronco team, but, you know, the Raiders are definitely more committed, more disciplined. Um, there's a renewed enthusiasm. It's not like last year. Like, Gruden clearly had some growing pains last year. They've got younger guys on the team now, more enthusiasm uh, with the players. With all that being stated, they're in freaking tough against the Kansas City Chiefs, but the number does feel just a little bit high for the Chiefs. I think the Raiders hang around, but the Chiefs pull away late in this game. I'm with you, Gabe, and it's hard to go down to the window and say, I'm going to take uh, the Oakland Raiders plus seven, but that line has gone up. It's a full touchdown now, and let's remember this. The Kansas City Chiefs defense, Gardner Minshew, a six-round draft pick, came in there, and what was he off the top of my head? 22 for 27 for 275 and two touchdowns. He threw one bad pick. He absolutely decimated their defense in that game, right? So this is a backup quarterback. The Raiders have a lot to be encouraged about. Divisional game, getting a touchdown. It's hard to do it, but I'm with you. I'm with Whale Capper, too. I think I will uh, take the points if you give me a full touchdown. You mentioned Gardner Minshew. I don't know if you saw his outfit uh, oh, yeah. that uh, he wore for this uh, this game, the road trips. Yeah, he, he went like 70, sort of, I know, whatever. It was actually great. Uh, you know, we knew he was an eccentric character at, at uh, Wazoo uh, before. He was incredibly accurate in that system, 70% uh, completion rate uh, in college, even though it's a very quarterback-friendly system that Mike Leach runs. But I'll tell you what, I think that number's too high, actually. That was another game that I caught agree. my eye when I saw that the Texans were laying nine and a half points against the Jaguar team. Join the experts live on the air every day by calling in at 844-843-6879 to join the Fantasy Sports Network. Sun can make your outdoor deck and patio space so hot and uncomfortable you can't use it. But now there's the Sunsetter Retractable on. 